Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Combs II, and with me here as always is... I, I didn't realize we're still doing this. Okay, my, my name is Matthew Falcon House. Alrighty. Alrighty. Yeah. Alright, alright. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done doing any accents. For the rest yeah. of the episode until I do it again. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> today on the show we are covering the third episode of the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, this episode, which was entitled Power Broker, mm. which is episode three, and... Um, it was uh, directed by um, Carrie Skoglund, Skoglund um, written by Derek um, Colston Malcolm Sp- and Malcolm Spellman, um, with others, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> um, <coughs> Derek, uh, Derek Colston, uh, Derek Colsted. I can't talk right now today, um, <laughs> is uh, known as the creator of the John Wick series, Oh, which was okay. very, very obvious in this, in this episode. You could tell that it was written by the same oh, guy yeah. who wrote the John Wick, who was wicking it up. Anyways, um, so <laughs> <laughs> not, not a Wiccan, like not a practicing Wiccan, but like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Or, or not Wiccan, that, not not Wiccan or Speed. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that. Yeah, Wandavision's over, so yeah, uh. no Wiccans <laughs> here, no Wiccans. Um, 
But um, at least not in this episode. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, first off, um, I just wanted to ask you, Matt, what was your initial um, your initial thoughts on this? Uh, I loved it actually. I mean, I mean, I liked all the episodes so far. But um, no, this one was a lot more. Um, probably my actually my favorite episode so far. Um, you know, a lot of action. You know, action packed, but also a lot of story. Uh, really cool visuals. You know, they go to a new city, like nighttime, lots of lights, you know, um, nightclub stuff, you know, very, uh, you know, um, just, I just liked it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nothing to say, I just liked it, you know. (laughs) I just liked it, people. I liked it. Anyways, um, (laughs) Mikey likes it. Um, the, uh, yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was, uh, thought it was probably my favorite so far. Um, so I, uh, I asked in the, uh, in our, um, podcast group on Facebook what people are thinking of the show so far. Um, Kermit Merle Key says, uh, it's expanding and building an in-depth MCU post-blip and I love it. Um, Mark McRae, he says... I wasn't crazy about the first episode, but episode number two blew me away, and now I'm on board. So, yeah. It's kind of how I feel, too. I mean, episode one was good, but... I don't know. And this one was probably my favorite, but I do have... The, the only issues I have with it is I think they're... In this episode, they kind of got away from one of the key uh, points of the show that, I, that I've that i liked so far, but it, you can't have, uh, have it focused on every episode where it comes to the whole... Uh, racial aspect of it which i i think is kind of interesting right you know um but but that it is what it is you know it's um you can't have that in every episode but you do have a cute a few a few key things here and there where you know things like that and i mean and my main thing is is i really love zemo so i i think i think um daniel brule is just brilliant in his subtlety as a as a villain he's Mm -hmm. just he's so I don't know. He's just creepy, but funny, and it's it's just it's, it's I like it a lot. So you talk the character Zemo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Zemo. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean about the racial aspect too. I mean like, um, you know, also too. I mean like, even sometimes you know people, you know, people of color, which I always find that to be a weird phrase because it kind of reminds me of colored people which is like you know it's like uh, you know um, yeah not a phrase i like you know like but like whatever that's what people use now so whatever but like, like um you know like you know a lot of you know a lot of people like you know i can't talk right now Blah, people like that like don't always want to talk about race either though you know what i mean so no i i, I understand like, that what, what i'm just saying is i don't think that i i think they need they, they got away from that focus in this episode but it wasn't like yeah, it needed to be in this episode. Is all I'm saying. It's just like I, uh, yeah. I just think that this episode was more action oriented. Yeah, but I think there is an underlying, you know, mm-hmm. um, societal and uh, racial tension. You know that that's inspired by real world events that is part of this episode as well. So yeah, um, yeah, they they, they kind of touch upon a few a few subtle um, ways. Yeah, so, um, what happened in this episode here, Matt? Uh, well, it kind of picks up right where it left off. You know, they, they do, like, the recap. 
and then um they 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 start off with like this like propaganda video about the repatriation um service the, i forgot the name the uh, but, uh global um repatriation repa- re, uh, council the grc yeah the grc and it's like this yeah. whole you know this like nice kind propaganda video with like soothing music playing like we we're bringing back people back to their homes and their jobs and you know we're we're you know they show like you know like a muslim woman they show like you know all these other people and you know we're gonna get back to the way things were they're literally right at that after that commercial a, a van pulls up that says grc and and the the new captain america battle star just come rushing out and like the new quote cap is like basically like saying like don't give them any time to delete their files or even breathe we're gonna just storm this place essentially you know and you know just really aggressive he like he's he's really showing his his true colors here like he's very aggressive he's very you know very mean-spirited um because they're going to that place where the german dude was housing the flag smashers in the last episode yeah and um he's basically just asking where they went next and the guy's not talking and he he spits in um john walker's face and john walker pushes him and he goes do you know who i am you know so already we have you know yeah and and, and, and he finally speaks in english at that point and he says i do know who you are and i don't care right yeah Yeah, so yeah so totally different person opposite personality than steve you know steve did not see that that's again it's one of those that whole that whole axiom or whatever you say um like the person who wants to be a leader shouldn't and the person who doesn't want to be a leader should be the leader type of thing um trump that, yeah uh-huh yeah well yeah that's exactly what it was <laughs> steve, which, yeah steve did not want to be a symbol but then he became a symbol because he was a humble person this John Walker guy does everything for show. He does everything Steve does, but just to mimic him. He's almost like a robot. He's like a machine. Like, oh, Steve jumped on a grenade. I jumped on a grenade four times, but it's like, but I had this this helmet that protected me from dying. It's like, yeah, but Steve was just wearing a t-shirt when he did it. And um, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 more of a, I don't know, fake symbol. As opposed to, like, basically he's, he, he might tick all the boxes on the thing, but he's doing it in the wrong way. Yeah, it's it's all, yeah, it's literally just, like, for show. And plus, this guy is a total fascist, I can tell. Um, yeah. I mean, like, he's, he's gonna be, we're gonna see more of him, I'm sure. I do want to address well. something, though, that I've seen online. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell, who plays the character, has been getting death threats. God. That tells you how good he plays the role. But it also tells you how delusional people are. I know. He's a fucking character on a TV show. Wyatt Russell isn't really John Walker. You know what I mean? It's just don't... I I hope nobody listening to this is threatening, you know, Wyatt Russell's life. Because that's just... That's just stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. You you gotta be able to separate the actor from the character. Um, You know, sure, (laughs) sure, you know... um, I don't know, like, sure, you know, Anthony Hopkins played, um, 
Hannibal Lecter really well, but that doesn't mean he is Hannibal Lecter in real life. You know, it's just you got to realize that actors are actors and not the characters right. that they play. And plus, too, his character so far mm-hmm. hasn't really even done a lot. I mean, that bad. Of, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, he's roughed up. I mean, it's not like he's playing a serial killer who's you know murdering people. You know what I mean? Like it. it yeah, and even then, it's it's a show or a movie. It's not yeah, movie. I just I just find it funny that I mean, it, it's both good and bad that people get so immersed into television or movies. But you got to realize that you know this isn't reality. I mean, you know, I it's it's like you know, um, Brent Spiner isn't really an android, you know, he just played one on Star Trek, you know, it's, I'm just saying that people are actors, they, <laughs> they're actually you know, humans. Be <laughs> I, I'm, to be honest, though, I, I, I'm pretty sure some of these are bots. Yeah. And, but then also there's, you know, not to get too political, but even though the show is inherently political, um, which I know people pissed off, oh, no, my comic books, politics, okay, it, it's, it is, but, um, you know, there's. I mean, we talked about this both on the show and in private that there is a, it's a minority, but it's a pretty big minority of people in this country that are very mentally and emotionally unstable. I'm not saying that as to be a jerk, like like oh mental health. Like no, I mean like clinically, if they were to see a doctor, they would be diagnosed with mm-hmm. at least one or multiple mental illnesses and, and emotional illnesses and. Um, internet just gives them the outlet to vent their rage about alleged, you know, satanic child molesters that are all happen to be members of one political party and not the other, which is convenient. Anyway, um, or, you know, they send death threats to actors or TikTokers or YouTubers or stalk them and dox them. I mean, yeah. yeah so don't do it. Yeah. Just, um, just. I, I mean, I don't think anybody listening here is doing this, but you know, just, no. just, just, just want to say, you know, don't threaten actors' lives. You know, no. Wyatt, no. Wyatt Russell is just playing a role in a TV show. He's not. Yeah. He's not really John Walker. So there you go. Um, I mean, were people threatening? You know, um, I forgot his name, but the guy who played Thanos. You know, I mean, maybe somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, some people might have, might, might have been. You know, yeah, threatening Josh Brolin, but I don't know. It's just <laughs> I mean, his character. You know, literally, you know, killed half the universe. So you know, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the plot of the show. So we've got yeah. what what um. So, so he 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 gets spit in the face by this guy, and uh, where do we go from there? We we go, oh we go to uh, um we go to the um prison where uh bucky has orchestrated a prison riot to help zemo escape um Mm -hmm. interesting thing he he, white when he visits him in a very uh speaking of silence of the lambs a very uh silence of the Mm -hmm. lambs sort of scene where they're between glass and it's kind of a mimic of the whole thing where the winter soldier was behind glass in uh in uh Civil War and other, you know, and Zemo was controlling him. Now it's okay. kind of flipped. And, um, but Zemo is reading a book by Machiavelli 
and Machiavelli is a guy who, uh, you know, mm-hmm. is known for the whole idea of the, the Machiavellian, you know, type of aspect where, you know, it's basically like by any means necessary sort of thing, get things done, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there's also the, he basically doesn't believe that people have like a conscience Mm-hmm. And uh, also, Machiavelli did uh, fake his own death. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but you know, it's just just interesting little, you know, little side notes here. <laughs> Basically, right? He's kind of like a person that just talks about like how to rule without people knowing that you're ruling them and very yeah. conspiratorial stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and, um, and I never read it, but I've heard about it. Um, yeah. I mean, the basic idea of, um, Machiavellianism is a psych in psychology refers to a personality trait, which sees a person so focused on their own interests that they will manipulate, deceive and exploit others to achieve their goals. <laughs> so narcissism basically in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it says on the internet. On some UK therapy website I just pulled up really quick. So, um... <laughs> yeah, so, um... Anyways, he's reading that, um... But they, 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 uh, they do a, uh... A whole, uh... They orchestrate a prison riot um, to distract the guards and everything so Zemo can escape. Um, I should say Bucky does this. You know, he yeah. orchestrates this whole thing. And then they have the scene where it's kind of a, I don't know, Ocean's Eleven sort of type of thing where you're explaining your plan and you're seeing the plan happen at the same time that it's being explained. Yeah. And then we realize that it's already happened. And uh, Zemo's already out. This is while uh, while Bucky is talking to Sam and telling him what the plan is. Very Ocean's Eleven. I mean, that's yeah. literally what happens in Ocean's Eleven. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we end up having the the thing happen, and then uh, and then Zemo comes out of nowhere, and of course Sam is pissed. He's like, you know, why the fuck, you know, you're letting this guy out, sort of thing, you know? Right. Um. What happens after that? What what happens there, Matt? <clears throat> they um he gets his mask out of the car. You know, all these cars are are his. Oh, they they go to after this. They end up going to this place with a bunch of cars. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, um, you know, he gets his mask. You know, his purple mask that he wears in the comic books and stuff. And uh, he um, you know, they go on like a private airplane and. You know, they're like, oh, you've always been rich. And he explains that, you know, he's actually technically a, a baron. And yeah. that his family has been royalty for probably hundreds of years at this point before, um, you know, Sokovia was, you know, destroyed. Was it Sokovia that he was from or was it from yeah. a different? Yeah, he was from Sokovia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Sokovian. And that's what really set him off in the first place is because his family was killed and a bunch of his friends, too, you know, and during, his, during uh... the whole... Um, his butler named um um Oznik um is uh played by Nicholas Pryor who um mm-hmm. 
starred in the movie The Falcon and the Snowman. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Just a little. <laughs> That's cool. Which was, which was a spy movie. Wow. That's very interesting. Plus, this episode is kind of like a spy episode. Yeah. Kind of. uh, okay. That's. Yeah. Like yeah. He was that. one of the stars of The Falcon and the Snowman. I saw him and I was like, wait, that's Nicholas Pryor. I know him best, which is weird just because I used to watch soap operas. He he played uh, he played this character um, on uh, both General Hospital and uh, Port Charles back in the day. He played uh, Victor Collins, who was uh, the dad of this psychiatrist on there and stuff. Anyways, he ran a bar. <laughs> Some yeah, you, know, you worked at a bar sometimes, and it was called uh, the recovery room because it was near a hospital. But anyway, uh-huh. so, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I used to hate soaps, but now I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't watch them anymore. I used to all the time, but I haven't watched them in years. Um, regularly, that is. I used to. I used to watch General Hospital all the time. It was my mm. favorite. And I'll, I'll watch it now from time to time. It's easy to catch up on things. You know, you just basically got to watch a few episodes and you realize, okay, that guy's that guy and that guy's this guy. And then, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they recast people, guy, too. And you're just like, oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy was dead, but now he's back to life. And yeah. No, no. Oh, he's his twin. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, what, so yeah, the, what's going on here? They're on this plane. Yeah, they're on the plane, and the the butler, you know, he he apologizes for the champagne maybe being a little bit warm, and he says, you know, I'll try to find, you know, some good food for him. You know, the fridge has been out, and, and Zemo speaks in his language. It says if it if it doesn't pass the smell test, you can just give it to them. You know, yeah, <laughs> they kind of laugh at each you know with each other. You know, like, you know. We're speaking our language. Don't understand mm-hmm. what we're saying. You know, type of thing. And, um, and you know, Zemo's just doing his thing where he's trying to to pick at them, but you know, very suddenly, subtly, and just kind of his sort of Machiavellian way. You know, trying to you know get under skin a little bit. You know, like he's got Bucky's you know list that he's got. Yeah, he took his book, his little his little uh, notebook with the list in it. Yeah. He's like, who's this Naka, Naki? Was it Nakijima or? Uh, yeah, the 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 uh, the uh, the old guy, the old Asian guy from the first episode. And Bucky, like you know, seizes him, like, don't ever mention him again. I'll kill you, you know, type of thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, you know, type of thing. And you know, Sam's like, oh yeah, I know that list. You know, Steve had a, had one of those after he got out of the ice. Yeah, it, it is the same book, so. Oh, it's the same exact book? Yeah, oh, we okay. find out right there that uh, basically Steve gave him that book. Oh, okay. Yeah. His own stuff. In because it. because okay, then he mentions, right. he's like, he's like, have you listened to the Trouble Man soundtrack? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I got you. All right. Yeah. I thought he meant like Steve had a list like that. So okay, yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Then it kind of makes it even a little bit more like. Um, you know, like a symbolic or just kind of like a yeah. He's using yeah, mem- he's using that book as his "My Name Is Earl" list as well. So it's like yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and they go into this whole thing. And um, <clears throat> so speaking of the whole racial aspect, this this actually does happen here, where yeah. like basically Zemo is like, 
talking about like the african-american experience right right as he's sitting yeah he's frog. talking about how great trouble man was and uh it, 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 it sam's like he's out of line but he's also right yeah <laughs> that was <laughs> funny like he shouldn't be the one saying it but technically he's correct you know? yeah <laughs> which you know, i thought that was kind of funny you know and um yeah and then uh you know bucky or or um whatever uh james right is his name james um, yeah but he goes by bucky so yeah. like, okay so bucky's like saying you know he likes it that he likes 40s music you know again he comes from the same era that steve did and um yeah <clears throat> the difference is though is that bucky really hasn't had um the same amount of time to adapt because uh he's basically been brainwashed but not brainwashed programmed by hydra and then, like really the, the only time he he had to himself was basically when he was in Wakanda. Yeah. That was probably it. And that was like, what, maybe a few months, a year at most. And, yeah. Um, but he pretty much lived like secluded during that time. So he didn't exactly have, you know, the ability to kind of, you know what I mean? Like just culture stuff is pretty much just lived by himself. And yeah, you know, the kids would be around, you know, talking to him and stuff, but he didn't really, didn't really interact with the outside world, you know, because at that point, Wakanda was still, um, like, shut off from the rest of the world because they didn't want to share, like, their wealth, you know, because they didn't want the whole world, basically. Not the whole world. They didn't want the the white part of the world <laughs> colonizing well, they, Wakanda. You know? Yeah, they didn't want to be colonizing, <laughs> and they also didn't want uh, their technology and things to be taken care, taken advantage of, in a way, you know, basically. Because, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's very... Um, <clears throat> I think it's very symbolic of the whole idea where uh, um, the the whole, like, rubber tree mm-hmm. um, and uh, other, in uh, like, diamond industries that uh, basically took over a lot of land in Africa mm-hmm. and other places around the world through colonization and things of that nature where they, you know, a lot of, basically through, through industrial colonization in a lot of ways where they would basically take over countries and like even like you know the whole banana republic sort of thing where (laughs) you you know it's it's you're basically just you know saying oh we'll make things better you know the white man will make things better but no you know or the or the english man will make things better or the american man will make things better or the the belgian man or yeah or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so. I mean, if you see that list where it's like all the <clears throat> all the colon- colonies in Africa based by country during like a certain period of time, and like Britain has like almost all of it, but then there's like little patches of like Belgium, mm-hmm. um, France, you know, um, and Ger- yeah, France, Germany, um, Spain, Portugal, you know, um, yeah, Russia, not not Ru- not Russia so much, but um, but yeah. So yeah, um, that was a weird, weird tangent. But yeah, but basically, yeah, Wakanda wanted to be shut off from the rest of the world because of all that stuff, and um, and and Bucky pretty much only lived there for like I don't know a year, maybe at the most. And uh, yeah, because so I mean, he basically yeah. what ends up happening, you know, like it, it they didn't want the world to uh, take them over and take advantage of them. So more or less is what I was saying. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he only lived there for like a year, like you were saying. And then what? <laughs> Sorry, and I then what? Oh yeah, yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. I just 
he was basically saying that he he likes forties music, you know, because yeah, you know, he listened to you know Marvin Gaye. He liked the album, but it just he didn't like blow him away, you know, like it did for Steve or whatever. And then Zemo was like, oh. You seem to really look up to Steve. You know, he's just trying to find like a, a wedge. You know, yeah, he's trying to push his buttons. <clears throat> you know, then then he goes into his whole thing about like, see, that's the problem. You know, you know, people like Steve. You know, is that you know, Sam got really mad at him. He's like, watch your watch your mouth or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm just saying. You know, that's the problem with superheroes is that you know they become a symbol, they become an icon. Nobody speaks about their flaws, and you know. Move, movements are made, you know, countries fly, you know, people die, a country's fly, he's talking about Sokovia. Yeah. You know. He's not wrong so he's at not all. Really, he's not wrong at all. He's not, which is... he's, not. <laughs> he's not, no. I mean, Captain America was probably the, the, the most pure of all of them, though, so, but even he had his own, you know, issues and stuff like that, so, <clears throat> but like, yeah. But even then, you know, it's like symbols can be taken advantage of. And, uh, you know, it's like people live under banners of swastikas or, uh, you know, or, or other things. And they don't see them as bad at first. And they might not be bad at first when they first start. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. about swastikas, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, well, swastika, the idea of a swastika was never, you know, that was a, was it a Hindu or. Uh, or Buddhist, uh, what was it, Hindu symbol before? All over the world. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. Hindu, Buddhist, um, yeah. some of the, the Germanic pagan religions had it. I mean, yeah, yeah it's been all so, over yeah. the world. Before it was <clears throat> co-opted by by the Third Reich. But um, mm-hmm. the uh, the whole idea is that, you know, symbols can, symbols can become bad. And so I think that's a lot of idea, like, when it comes to the whole idea that, you know, yes, Captain America was a symbol in... It and Steve may have had his flaws, but now the Captain America symbol, you know, it's in a, in a way, you know, if you look at it this way, the the symbol is now resting on top of John Walker, mm-hmm. who is not Steve, you know. So, you know, the the symbol needs to stand for <clears throat> something good, but it can become co opted and corrupted. Right, and that's the thing too. So, like, even with Captain America, you know, Steve. Uh, even though he's pure of heart, people can do bad things in his name. His name. So if if you if the guy is already bad to begin with, then that's going to be even more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like with John, he's already an asshole to begin with. Yeah. So it's not going to take much imagination to become bad in his name. Um, which, yeah. So you know, Zemo basically. He's very interesting character, and um, he he's pretty much right about everything he says. Uh, you know, um, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, it's like in, in, in politics where uh, you know you, you have you have a lot of Republicans that are not as pure in heart as Lincoln was, and not that Lincoln had didn't have his flaws, but mm-hmm. they 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 try to put up the whole idea that oh we're the party of Lincoln and that we're you know we're living by the law of Lincoln when you're not really doing that, you know, you're basically using that as your symbol that you basically corrupted now. Sorry, I'm getting political, but right. you know, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, cause well, no, I, I think, I think in a lot of ways, like, not... like, like, uh, Steve is Lincoln and, you know, and John Walker is mm-hmm. your George W. Bush or your, 
Donald Trump. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Probably more like Trump, but... Um, yeah. Or Trump-ish. Yeah, I, I in a way. He's quite s- somewhere in the middle, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like in between George W. And like, yeah. Um, so, um, what, uh, what happens now? I mean, what, what, so, so they, they fly to this land, this, they, they fly to this land called, uh, Madripoor. Yeah. Which, um, is, it's a, it's a fictional island located in Southeast Asia appearing in the Marvel comic books, mostly associated with stories from the X-Men series. Mm. So, um... That's interesting. Yeah. Um, based so on, got- based on, like, illustrations, it's, um... It's in the southern portion of the Strait of, um... Malacca between Singapore and Sumatra. So, mm. yeah. That's where it's located in fictional geography <laughs> yeah <clears throat> interesting but it's a place that uh i guess wolverine visits a lot and many other you know x-men so they go to they go to madripoor and uh it's like a it's basically like a criminal criminal island it's uh I don't know. It's it's like a it's like it it's it's like all like uh, glitzy and it looks it looks like something out of like Blade Runner. You yeah. know what I mean, or something like a Blade Runner meets Vegas or something. You know, <laughs> and meet or maybe modern day like I don't know, modern day Hong Kong or something. You know, kind of a kind of a cool. It looks really cool. I think on the, in the yeah yeah, um, but but it's like a. It's like basically like a, a, you know, hive of scum and villainy, as they would say in Star Wars. Yeah, there's like really no, like there's really no laws. I mean, like you got yeah. you show people like out there with like machine guns, just like hanging outside and stuff like that. And <laughs> at one point, it looks like they're they're measuring drugs, like just right out in the open, like you know? yeah, as you do, um, as you do, yeah, yeah. Do you want to take a quick break here, Matt, and then talk about the rest of the plot? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. 
Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. Yes. So, um, the went on the island. Um, they uh, Bucky dresses up like the like the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Gets back into his old Winter Soldier gear, and then um, <clears throat> Sam dresses up like uh, this guy called Smiling Tiger. <laughs> um. Who is like? He's a he's a villain in the uh, MCU, so be interesting if they have him come back in um, future episodes and have him, or, or future things of some sort and and have Anthony yeah. and have Anthony Mackie play him because they look alike. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that um, they're walking there and. Um, He's in this like flashy suit, and he and he says, "Why am I the only one dressed up like a pimp?" Yeah, and uh, I was reading somewhere that it's kind of a <clears throat> it's kind of interesting because in the comics, Sam may have been a pimp. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to uh, prior to becoming Falcon, so I mean, did. Didn't say it officially, but the pictures. But you know, he he, lo- he basically dressed like Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch. So <laughs> right. you know, so which again, you know, that was that was probably seen as progressive at the time, but it kind of does have some. Yeah, it's, know, it's very very <laughs> racial undertone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, from the seventies. I mean, from the seventies, but still, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, which. I much rather like this Falcon where he's like a military man, you know. Yeah, like, it's it's a lot. Not a big fan of, not a big fan of like you know, the bad things the military's done, but like you know he's a disciplined man, you know that kind of thing, you know like. <clears throat> he's a good guy. He's not. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so uh, that was another thing earlier on too, uh, where um, there was a kind of a uh, kind of a, almost a racial swipe at him. Where um, Zemo on the plane said something to him about like, you know what it's like to be in jail. To Sam, <clears throat> speaking of racial <clears throat> undertones or whatever. But the thing oh. is, he he's only been in a cell. He was in a cell after after the whole <clears throat> civil, civil war thing. It was never before. Oh, so. that's what I thought he meant. I thought he was talking about <clears throat> um, um, <clears throat> when um, yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that actually. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, he could have been just trying to pick at him, you know. Like, yeah, you know. <clears throat> but um, anyways, um, so 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 they they go to the they go on the island on there and they're uh, they go to a a uh, a bar. Smiling Tiger is as uh, Sam as Smiling Tiger is um, given his usual at the bar. Which, which is a drink that is made of the innards of a snake, <clears throat> which was disgusting. 
What what does he take out exactly? What well, like what? I think it was like, like I think it was like eggs or something inside the snake. Yeah, yeah, because it was like round. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> gross. Yeah, and what some kind of liquor or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. Sam's like, mm, I love this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Bucky gets all uh, Winter Soldiery <laughs> and uh, kicks some ass there and everything, and then they they demand to see somebody named Selby, and then they go to see her, and uh, she reveals that the the somebody named the power broker hired former hydra scientist dr wilfred nagel to uh, recreate the super soldier serum um sam gets a phone call during this by fr- from his sister sarah and is forced to put it on a uh, speakerphone and his identity yeah. is uh, exposed there and then we, uh, and then Selby is killed by a, a bullet comes and, and kills Selby right after that. Comes <laughs> through the window, and um, and then uh, Zemo and uh, Bucky and Sam escape. Um, and it's tr- it turns out that Sharon Carter is the one that shot Selby. <laughs> she has been living as a fugitive on the island. Is it on that island or a different island? I'm trying to remember where she's been um, living. She said she lived in High Town, I think. Yeah, so that was part of that island because there's Low Town and High Town there. And um, yeah, High Town's like the more ritzier part of the, but it's still full of scum and villainy, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, They, uh, she, she saves them from the bounty hunters who are after them, and she brings them to Nagel's lab, which is hidden inside of, uh, uh, like a shipping container in this, like, shipyard. Hmm. Um, they learn from him that he, uh, he's recreated, uh, 20 doses of the serum, which uh, which Carly Morgenthau stole. Um, what happens next, Matt? Um, they um, interrogate him some more. You know, he says that he <clears throat> was able to make you know perfect it. You know, not not just you know jacked up bodies. You know, he wanted to make it more subtle, kind of basically to fit. You know, each person, I guess, you know, so it kind of like matches like each person's like unique traits or whatever, you know, to kind of enhance, you know, what they're already good at type of thing. And, um, and a bunch of, um, you know, she, she gets to a bunch of fights with all these guys that are trying to, um, you know, ambush the place or whatever. She kicks a lot of ass, kills a lot of people. Very, <laughs> um, very John Wicky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, John Wickie. She kills all of them or in- incapacitates most of them. And then she comes inside. And then just as she's about to do, you know, she comes inside, you know, Zemo just kills, shoots and kills the guy after they got all their information. They're like, no, yeah, what'd you do? Yeah, he finds like, a gun underneath a, a counter in the, <clears throat> in the lab. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, yeah, he kills the guy after, you know, he's told him everything he needed to know and all that, all that, you know, villain shit, you know. And um, then, you know, the, someone shoots like a rocket at the, um, you know, at the, um, the whatever lab. it's called, the shipper, the lab or whatever. So yeah. they all get out. They can't find Zemo. At first, it looks like Zemo is going to book it, like like he's just going to leave them, abandon them. But it turns out that he's actually, he's got his own rocket launcher. He's, he took it and then shoots. Yeah, and, shoots he, at the, yeah, and yeah. He, he, steals, he steals a getaway car, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because at first, my first saw, I thought like, oh, he, he's going to leave them. He's just going to abandon them. That's what you I thought know, was going to happen. I, like, I, I thought he was going to, you know, yeah. just escape and go do whatever the fuck he wants. You know, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. So apparently, he's a good guy now. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he still has use for them. And uh, and uh, yeah, they're about to leave. Then um, you know they. They invite Sharon, but she doesn't want to come. She says, "No, you know, I, I have to stay here, or whatever." And so they all they drive off. Yeah, but um, right before that, Sam also uh, he he agrees to to um, secure uh, Sharon's freedom. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's right. Because he promised her. He promised. That's the other thing too. Because when they're at, at her um, apartment, by the way, her apartment's freaking nice. Um, and and she has a bunch of stolen art there. Oh, yes, right, yeah, she got a bunch of stolen art. That, that... she replaced with fakes. Right, so yeah. she's she's not, not like her aunt very much. <laughs> she's no. a little bit more, um, uh, let's say, um, morally neutral, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and plus she's, 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 she's very cynical and down on the world because of the way that it's yeah. treated her, too. So, like, she's totally, almost, she's like a totally different character than she was in Civil War and stuff so it's it's you know i mean she, right. she's the same character but she's obviously had years of being beaten down and shit you know so she's basically right. cynical and out for herself it looks like right well that's eight years past in the timeline um yeah civil 2016 well i'm not sure well even more, more than that because i don't i don't know if she was she dusted or not Oh, you know what? I don't know about that actually. Um, because yeah, I don't know. technically, um, this is like twenty twenty three or something, right? So two thousand sixteen and two thousand twenty three. That's yeah. that seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, anyway. it's been it's been it's been years of being treated like shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and being trying to hide and yeah, not being able to talk to your family. Yeah, all that shit. Um, and so she she leaves, and then um, she ends up um, like this person rolls up or whatever. I don't know if it's like uh, like an employee of hers or someone she's working with, like you know, like in tandem. Like I don't know. Exactly, yeah, don't know. Exactly what she gets they, in the back seat of the car and is talking on the car on the phone and says that you know basically we've had some issues. Right. To somebody. And then, uh, Somebody, then they drive off. But also, too, so we have we have the scene with the flag smashers. Though I forgot about that. Um, so it turns out that this repatriation program is not very good because it's basically put a lot of people in refugee camps where there's not a lot of food and resources for people, and they're all crammed in there, and people. <laughs> People are dying of easily curable diseases because there's not enough medicine to go around. But there actually is enough medicine to go around. They're just not dispatching it. Uh, it's interesting. I'm not sure I've heard that before. 
Yeah, there's uh, nothing like that happening in the real world where people are, you know, dying because they can't get medicine or anything. No, no. <clears throat> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she reveals, you know, Carly, Carly Morgenthau reveals, you know, that they were actually put out on the streets um, after the blip. So, you know, when they say, like, you know, things were better before the blip, it's not not some abstract ideological you know belief it was like a literal tangible reality that you know for whatever reason happened they got they came homeless because of the blip we don't know exactly why but they were no longer didn't have a home anymore and because of this gr grc or whatever they call um so she once she goes to see someone named mama donia or danya um who was sick? I guess she was like maybe like a mother figure to them or something. Yeah, we don't know exactly. And she's, um, you know, dying of tuberculosis, which again is a easily curable disease. I mean, mm-hmm. almost nobody gets it anymore, at least not in the quote civilized world or, or whatever the developed world. You know, it's it's. Uh, but she ends up dying from it because there's no medicine. Um, and it turns out they actually is medicine is just being stored away not being used for anything anyone whatsoever and so they go and, and steal it a bunch of crates of it vaccines um medicine so with them you know when they're taking the super soldier serum you know they're doing it as a means to an end you know they're not doing it because they want to be super powerful people or whatever they're doing no it they're trying to they save to people yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do it so they can lift the boxes, so they can fight if they need to, you know, type of thing. Um, so, you know, they steal a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, before that, too, she's talking to one of the guys and saying, like, you know, what would you do if you didn't get involved in this? And, you know, she said, you know, she probably would want to be a teacher, you know, history or art or something. You know, this wasn't really, you know, the plan she had for her life, you know, to be a you know, a revolutionary or whatever. It wasn't something that she, you know, would have chosen for herself, you know, on her own. Um, Which, again, kind of goes to that whole thing of, like, sometimes life circumstances choose you, not you choosing it, which is, again, kind of like... In some ways, it's kind of like Steve in some ways, where it's like... Oh, yeah. It's thrust upon them, as opposed to John Walker, where he's actively wanting that for himself you know and yeah. um but you know so for the past three episodes we've been you know or rather for the past two episodes you know we've been pretty much you know become sympathetic to the flag smashers about why they do what they do and of course you know they got they gotta fuck with us with that by having her blow up the building where they stole all the medicine from yeah but she, really she the people inside run. were the people you know the only people really inside were the people guarding the I medicine know. from I mean I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to defend murder but <laughs> the fact is it's like the people that were in there weren't necessarily the best people no they weren't but like it, again it's kind of like the whole um death star argument again like were all those people Malicious, or was it just a job to them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Were there, were there low-level workers? There were, were there janitors or custodians? You know that kind of you know. So 
there's that, that whole argument, you know, the Death Star quandary, if you will. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, even her, you know, the guy with her was like, you know, there, there are still people in there. And she's like, this is the link, the only language these people understand, which is really fucked up because like, <clears throat> like during my, like, um, like this, this is like a little personal story here, but like, like when Trump first got elected, like I, like I literally wanted to get into a fight. Like, like I actively wanted to go outside and seek out Trump supporters just to get into a fist fight. Like, because I hated, I mean, like when I say I hated, I mean, I literally hated these people. Like it's not, it's not even like a euphemism or a joke. Like I had like a burning hatred for these people. And like, I actively wanted to get into a fight with one of them. Like I would, I would even go out and wear t-shirts with like political messages on it just to like entice a fight. Like one of them literally said like, good night, white pride. And it showed like a person like kicking like a person like on the ground with like the Pepe the Frog face or whatever, because that's become like a um, like a, a meme for like the right wing or whatever, or, or like the 4chan right wing. And then another one, another T-shirt said, um, um, oh, you believe in violence? Oh, we do, too. We believe in violence against you. Like, it was just very like aggressive, like, you know. And um, and I remember at that I remember at that time that that was a phrase I used quite a bit was this is violence is the only language these people understand. So like when I heard her saying that after she did a car bomb, I'm like, oh god, I'm glad that I kind of moved away a, a little bit, a tinge bit away from you know that kind of yeah. Um, I mean mentality. It's like the whole thing where people are. I mean, it, it's. That's crossing the line. It's much like, you know, where things happen, like, at the Capitol on the other side of the situation where, you know, Trump's QAnon supporters went into the Capitol and actually killed people. Yeah. Um, the thing I hate is when people try to compare that to graffiti. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's that's yeah. where it's like, it's like, well, they're breaking the law, too. Um yeah, they, they, they may have set a car on fire or spray-painted a building, but they didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so Yeah, it's just not the property damage. <clears throat> I mean, you know, you, I mean, if, you know, obviously the person who, who owns the property, that probably sucks. But, like, it's not the same thing as no. killing people. You can always get your property back through insurance or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be the same. I mean, it's like... But you Again, can't. But you can't. Wrong. You can't resurrect somebody from the dead. You know, right. <laughs> it's like not not yet, at least. Well, not unless you're, you're, you're Jesus. It is Easter right now. But um, uh, <laughs> yes, everybody's favorite zombie. <clears throat> Whoa, or mutant now? Yeah, actually, no. <laughs> Jesus would be the probably the most powerful mutant in the entire MCU if you think about it. But mm -hmm. um, because not only does he have <clears throat> superpowers, but his powers are are god given which means that there's there's no way they can ever be taken away unless you killed the god that gave him those powers the best description which, um, of any of this is you just got to listen to uh end times fun by mark maron yes oh, yeah. <laughs> jesus joins up with the avengers yes that's a, that's a good one uh you know so what are you what are you trying to say you, you trying to say you want to be an avenger is that what you're saying I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great bit. Mm. <laughs> so anyways, back to the show. She blew up the people. 
Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that, but it's just... <laughs> a car bomb, too, so it's, yeah. again, a very terroristic type of methodology mm. as well. Like, she literally... Because her, her... I keep saying her guy, her guy friend or comrade or whatever, you know, he even said, like, aren't, aren't you going to drive your car? And she's like, no. And then, you know, so that should have been, like, a indication of oh, you know, yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> and then she tells him, like, put on your seatbelt right now, and then, you know, car explodes. And then, um... And he's like, there were still people in there, and she's like, yeah, but that's the only language they understand, and they take off. So it's like, oh, shit, she wouldn't kill people. Which now sucks, because it's like, like you said, you know, there was only the bad guys in there, but it's like, maybe not all of them were the bad guys, maybe there was, like, janitors or custodians or other people, but now it's like, you know, again, once you cross that line, you got a taste of it, then it's like, well, I might be able to make some sacrifices of some innocent people here and there, because... It's for the greater good. I mean, yeah, it's sad that they die, but you know, but life's not really that good for them anyway, right? So it's kind of like I'm putting them out of their misery too, right? So, you know what I mean? And then it just kind of goes from there. So, yeah, and, ev- yeah. and eventually you become a villain, um, like the real Flag Smasher, the character, yeah, Carl Morgenthau, which was a character, not a team of people, yeah, um, and he, and for him, well, it was interesting because. His story was kind of like very um, <clears throat> similar to um, uh, what happened with um, King T'Challa. Um, it, instead, though, his dad was a diplomat, or, or and he got killed by some. Yeah, and I mean, I, th- I think here they got this like uh, a, this woman dying in place of him. And right, you know yeah. that, that was basically like a mother figure to Carly. So, yeah, right. <clears throat> so. Um, I'm just really in- glad because, like, for years, like, really for decades, even, I've been hoping for a um, a flag smasher type of movie. I mean, I, I know I know it wouldn't happen because he's not that he's not really not that popular of a character, but just the concept of a you know because we we always hear about like villains like Red Skull or like people who like want world domination. People who are you know, because... I mean that's the thing I like about the MCU, and I mean. DC does it to a point, but you've got this whole thing where, I mean, villains don't see themselves as villains, as I've said before yeah, on mo- this podcast. Part, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mo- mo- some some do, I mean, but, but a lot of times they think what they're doing is for the better good of people, mm-hmm. and they might get greed and other things might eventually corrupt them beyond that, and then they become true villains. But, <clears throat> but, but a lot of times when they're starting out, I mean, probably even even in reality, like some of the people that we see as as history's greatest villains, you know, probably started with good mm-hmm. intentions, and then eventually became just despicable people <clears throat> because right, I mean, you like know, power Lenin. corrupts and everything, you know, like yeah, you know, like Lenin and even Hitler to a point, you know, it's just <clears throat> it's just kind of sad, you know, like I mean. Or things happen in their early lives that basically messed them up and made them become the way they are. <clears throat> I yeah, Because exactly. I, I don't yeah, think, I, I mean, I honestly don't think people are born villains, you know? I think it's things in the world create them and make them villains. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that's that's the reason why, like, having, <clears throat> you know, a, health, a mentally and emotionally healthy world is actually good for security as well because yeah. it's going to be like violence I mean, there's always going to be some violence yeah but like and again it's like 
I hate that argument where it's like, oh, well, people are always going to be bad. It's like, okay, but, like, if you can knock it down 90%, you're telling me you're not going to take that. I mean, that, 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 that's why, not not to get on a, on, a, on a soapbox here, but, you know, you need to take care of mental health on people, like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're not going to have people shooting up uh, synagogues and churches and schools and stuff mm-hmm. if if it's taken care of before they get to that point. And, you know, allowing mentally disturbed people have free access to weaponry isn't really good either, you know? So, you know, especially, (laughs) especially, you know, automatic weapons and stuff. Right, like the ones that shoot off. Yeah, I know. Like you brought up Hitler too. I mean, obviously Hitler's like probably one of the most notorious of being like just completely evil and, you know, nothing he did is, is ever justified whatsoever. But like, I've been reading up a lot about his life, you know, over the past few years or whatever. And like, <clears throat> there's a lot of people from his early life t- talk, tell stories about him. Like when he was like a kid, like 12 years old, his adolescent teen years, this guy clearly had like severe mental health issues. Like, I mean, like he believed according to his childhood friend, he believed that there's this girl that lived like in the same neighborhood as him or whatever, and that he believed that she was his girlfriend because he thought that if he watched her from afar, that he could actually project his thoughts into her mind and that she would be able to like understand that he like had a crush on her and that like he did this for like two or three years before actually ever talking to her. So it's like, yeah, that's someone who's mentally not well at all. Like, and again, Scott does not justify anything he did or said. No, two things can be true at the same time. So I don't want anyone coming to, oh, you're defending Hitler, cancel. No, no. No, I'm but saying. I mean, and, and the main thing is, it's like, you know, if you catch things like that, he wouldn't have become Hitler. You know? Exactly. I mean, like, he, he, he yeah. wouldn't have become the, you know, he wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have led him to mass genocide. You know, it's... He just would have been a mentally unwell person who probably needed constant care or yeah. therapy or whatever. And you know, like, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, back then, you know, mental health was still in its infancy too, you know, and we're, we know a lot more now that, than we ever did. And we're probably going to more, know more 20 or 30 years from now than we do now. You know, it's just, you know, hopefully by the time the people listening to this grandkids are around, we'll have a more stable society. <clears throat> Yeah, and I'm not saying everybody should be doped up on medicine or anything, but no. you know it's, but you know therapy and other things too that'll help people. Um, but anyways, that that was a nice little tangent. Um, so was, back back to the nice. show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back to the show. Um, we've got uh, after uh that situation, we uh we join our uh our our three stooges here, Zemo, Barnes, and Wilson. <laughs> um, um, basically our, uh, our lethal weapon guys and Joe Pesci and, um, <laughs> the, uh, um, they, they, uh, travel to Latvia in search of, of Carly Morgenthau and, uh, as they're walking into a building that, uh, that Zemo has set up for them. Um, Bucky starts noticing some Wakandan tracking devices in the street. And then at the end, he, uh, he's realizing that he's being, uh, 
followed by uh, Dora Malaji Ayo, who is like the one of the bodyguards of uh, the Black Panther. And uh, she uh, demands to see uh, to see to see to see Zemo and basically <clears throat> return him to prison because Zemo is responsible for killing um, King T'Chaka, you know. So right, and um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is interesting, right? Because Civil War, um, that's what um, why am I blanking on his name? His character's name. I know his, I know the actor's name. Who's the actor? <clears throat> What's that? Who's the actor? Chadwick Boseman. The, oh, what's, what's T'ch- the T'Challa. Is that okay? <clears throat> he was gonna kill Zemo at the end of that movie, right? Yeah. But then um who stopped him or who convinced him to not kill him? It was um Oh shit, I forgot who. Um one of the characters yeah. convinced him not to kill Zemo. And so now that he's so I, I you know, so it's like kind of come full circle again type of thing, you know what I mean, from Civil War, which is interesting. It's just, this show kind of almost feels somewhat like a reboot of Civil War. Like, not a reboot, but like... It's like a sequel. Like, like almost like Civil War didn't really resolve all the issues. Now yeah. they're all kind of going back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it may, may have looked like some of these things were resolved, but mm-hmm. just like the real, like, just like the American Civil War, things <laughs> were never resolved. Exactly. <laughs> or like any Civil War in any country. Exactly. Really. It's, yeah. it's only been eight years for them, and it's been a hundred and, what, 50, 60 years for us. You know? Yeah. And we're still dealing with people wanting to fly their rebel flags and shit. Um, anyways, uh, and not, not, Glory days, yeah. and not seeing how that's bad. And the thing I'm trying to get is, oh, it's about my heritage. You live in Michigan, you fucking dumbass. Anyways, um, so... Heritage plus your heritage shit, and you're living the wrong... That's like saying, you know, like, I believe in my Nazi heritage when you live, like, in freaking, like, the southern end of Russia, like, nowhere yeah. near Germany. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> There was literally a war about this, people. Um, anyways, um, so, and you <laughs> lost. Um, so, um, did you want to take a break here, Matt, and then come back and we'll talk about some uh, trivia and some, uh, like, and, and some other, th- and some speculation? Oh, and some Easter eggs, seeing that it's Easter. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. It's the ninja from the show saying come listen to the show we got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews we got the conscript to give you the ninja news and we got the battle to talk about your sports and as always it is the ask the angry ninja show so ask me a question we'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life search for us anywhere you get your podcast from just search for the ask the angry ninja show and enjoy the show and we are back Okay, so, um, as far as, like, trivia goes on this uh, episode, uh, the Internet Movie Database only has a few things, but I got some Easter eggs from Screen Crush and stuff, too, that mm-hmm. I can share. Um, the, uh, the bar in this episode, the Princess Bar, is from the X-Men universe, first appearing in Marvel Comics Presents Volume 1, Issue 1. It featured Wolverine and later Viper, Tiger, Tiger, and several other X-Men characters. Huh. There's a character named Tiger Tiger. Interesting. <laughs> Spelled T Y G E R T I G E R. Oh, yes. 
Nice play on words there, I guess. I've never heard uh, of this character, but now I got to look it up later. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, he was probably just like one issue character. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> when uh, when Sam says to Bucky, "You're not going to move your seat up, are you?" And Bucky replies, "No." It's a callback to Captain America: Civil War when the positions were reversed and Sam didn't move his seat up. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. So. We have, this is from our friends over at Screen Crush. Um, <laughs> they've got uh, one of their Easter eggs is Baron Zemo. In his first MCU appearance, um, he was referred to as Helmet Zemo and was uh, treated as a terrorist. Um, um, the origin story differs uh, pretty significantly from the comic's Zemo, who typically goes by Baron Zemo and is much more of a mad supervillain hellbent on world domination. Um, they try to reconcile the two here by having Zemo reveal that he's an extremely wealthy man and even has his own private plane with the family title of Baron. Um, he also dons the purple hood and um, that he does in the comics, and you also see uh, he's wearing a coat with a fur collar which is similar to mm-hmm. the, his costume in the comics as well um, as we talked about Trouble Man on uh, Zemo's private plane Zemo, Sam and Bucky look at look at and discuss Steve Rogers notebook this is a reference to Sam's first meeting and uh, with Steve at the start of Captain America Winter Soldier um, when Steve was uh, keeping a list of all the pop culture he missed while he was frozen in the um, Arctic for decades. Uh, the film even uh, provides a glimpse of Steve's to-do list, including uh, Star Wars Rocky and the band Nirvana. On Sam's advice, he adds Marvin Gaye's soundtrack to the black exploitation film Trouble Man. Uh, fact directly mentioned in this scene. Yeah, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah. Basically, I think we covered most everything. Um, one thing here, Selby... Uh, Zemo's contact in uh, Madripoor is named Selby, a name that has been used a few times in Marvel Comics. There's a Selby that is a member of the Mutant Liberation Front, um, a group that fought with the X-Men a few times, and uh, Suzanne um, Selby, who appears in the issue of the Avengers and acquired the powers of a superhero named Starbrand. The name could also be a nod to uh, D. Selby, a sound editor who worked on... um, numerous Marvel movies, including Ant-Man and Captain America, Captain Marvel. Um, yes. So, um, that's basically it that we've got here. Um, Dr. Nagle is in the comics as well. Um, he's the man responsible here for, uh, the, uh, super soldier serum. And, um, in the comics, he played a similar role in the creation of super soldiers there. He's the man who recreates the original serum and then tests it on a group of African-American soldiers during World War II. So, much like the character that Carl Lumby played in the last episode. Yeah. Was it Isaiah Bradley, was it? Yeah. I wonder. I hope, I hope he shows up again later on in the season. Me too. I like Carl Lumbly and anything, so... 
Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, what it, do you have any kind of speculation as to what you think is going to happen? And we're we're halfway through the season now. We got three more episodes. <clears throat> so, got three more. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see more of the new Captain America. Because by the way, I forgot to mention too, it was only that one scene he was in, in the beginning. That was it. There was yeah. nothing. No, no mention of him. No, he was just not. Yeah. Him and Battlestar were not in the episode after that. So, like, I have a feeling that he's going to be pretty heavily, like, pretty much like the next episode is probably going to be, like, all about him, probably. Like, his exploits, literally, <laughs> um, exploits, um, just him kind of, like, losing it because, like, it seems like they already hinted at that in episode two. Um, Battlestar, or, or before that, it was just, you know, Lamar, but like, he said something like, um, you know, you can't, you can't punch your way out of every situation now, or something like that. So it's like, that must mean like, he's got like a, you know, one of those just like short fuses or yeah. like a violent, violent tendencies, you know, and, but now he's got the mask of Captain America that he can literally hide behind and sort of give him that kind of, yeah, confidence. I mean, there basically yeah. is that one line where he just basically says that because uh, he's basically saying to him, you know, um, Lamar says, you know, something to him about, you know, you can't do things, you know, like you were just saying. And then now he's like, you know, they're not going to really care once it gets done, how it got done. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It doesn't how he did. So I, I yeah. So I have a feeling that at, at some point Lamar's going to break away from John because he's already like trying to like keep him level like like hey we already did everything we did we don't we don't have any information like you know like these people are given these people are given all the well, free medicine and food like that that creates loyalty you know stuff like that like you know so like he kind of reminds me almost almost like Torres a little bit you know like um, yeah to, to um, Sam like a little bit like basically saying like you know people like the flag smashers, they believe, you know, open borders, you know, type of thing. Like, you know, so like Lamar's kind of taking on that role a little bit to, to John. And but I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be uh, a hard break um, because it seems like they've been lifelong friends. So it's not going to mm-hmm. be a clean break. And I, I hope I don't, I, I don't know, but I hope it doesn't turn out that like John's going to end up like accidentally or intentionally killing him yeah. because of the break. You know what I mean? Like, I hope it doesn't turn out to be like, Oh, another dead black character. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hope it's, yeah, I, I don't like, think they'll go that way, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully <clears throat> they don't at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hard but to I say. Hope, I hope he joins like the team basically at yeah. some point, you know, um, um, yeah, I mean, I my my speculation here is I I think Sharon Carter is either working for the power broker or is the power broker. Even though they refer to the power broker as a man in uh, language, but in other scenes, but if they don't know if they've never seen the person, she could be the power broker. <clears throat> but I think she's working with the power broker. Right, just be like a like a name. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's something more going on with Sharon, and uh, hopefully we'll find out soon. But, yeah, other than that, um, that's all I really got in speculation in my head. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say where this is going to go. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far, though. 
So, um, I think I, at the end, Mephisto is going to show up. Oh, really? It's going to be Mephisto the whole time. <laughs> He's been manipulating the worlds within worlds. I thought we were going to find out at the end that it was all Kaiser Soze. Well, he is Mephisto, so it, oh, okay. it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, or find out that it was, you know, that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yeah. Wait, don't spoil that movie. It's only been 20 years or something like that. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Yeah. Anyways, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we'd like to hear what your speculation is. Um, feel free to message us on go to all to real com. there's uh links there of ways to get a hold of us um on our facebook page and um other ways um check out our facebook uh group that we have now too that's a fun way to talk to other listeners of the show um and me and matt and um you know or message me at mike at cullenpark.com if you don't want to do any of that crap <laughs> um <laughs> go uh be sure, though, to go and uh, give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts let a, you know, or anywhere that you can review the show. It'll help more people find the show and listen to us. Um, yeah, um, right now I'm going to have in the notes for this episode. Um, for a limited time, you can actually get yourself a really cool uh, Cullen Park uh, t-shirt from Jupe Mode. Um, they did this last year, and they're doing it again this year. Um It'll, it's only for a couple weeks, though. So, um, you know, click the link on there and you can buy buy yourself a nice little T-shirt for 20 bucks. And $10 of that sale goes directly into Cullen Park Productions to help with our podcasts and our films and music and things in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, do all the other stuff that you do on podcasts, you know, check out our Patreon. Um, whatnot, you know, make sure you mm-hmm. do the whatnot. Yeah, the whatnot's really important. Yeah, it's a new dance. It's sweeping the nation. Mm-hmm. The whatnot. <laughs> anyway, so um, anything else, Matt, before we go here? No, I'm good. All right. Well, until next time, wear a mask, be kind, rewind, be safe, get vaccinated if you can. Mm-hmm. Wear a condom. Wear a condom. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Damn it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.